Good evening, everybody. Praying that you're doing well on this Monday, this uh, first uh, week in Black History Month. Amen. And so we're going to be intentional uh, about making our praise breaks connect to history in some kind of way, because I think that we have enough from our lineage, our heritage to give God praise for. So praying all of you guys are doing well on this day uh, and that God is continuing to keep you. Uh, let's see, let me see, people are coming in. I see Sister Oliver. Good evening. All right, we're not gonna delay. I know it's the, the you guys are dealing with the weather. We're all dealing with the weather. So we definitely in prayer for all those uh, with this atmospheric river that's going over California. So we're in prayer uh, for that. All right. Well, praise break moment. Let's uh, take you back a ways. Our praise break moment and, and tying them all into our, our praise break moments, our BH, our, our PBM praise break moments are now going to be connected to BHM, Black History Month. All right, so on April 8th, 1974, Hank Aaron breaks Babe Ruth's home run record, a historic event. It's the use of his wording in what his statement was after he broke the record that brings us to our shout this week. All right, here is his quote. Once the record was mine, I had to use it like a Louisville slugger. I believed and still do that there was a reason why I was chosen to break the record. I feel it's my task to carry on where Jackie Robinson left off. And I only know one way to go about it. It's the only way I've ever had of dealing with things like fastballs and bigotry. And that is, keep swinging at them. I, I think that there is a, a praise break there from that very statement from, uh, from Hank Aaron, keep swinging at them. I think that has been the plight of our ancestors. That has been the plight of those who came before us. And, and that's been the plight of many of us in life, you've had to keep swinging at it. Wherever there was an injustice, you had to keep swinging at it. You had to keep engaging. And God kept kept keeping you in the process, and you had to keep on swinging at it. We're still swinging at it, swinging at it in our, our jobs, swinging at it for our careers, swinging at it where we live in our communities, swinging at it. And although they're throwing some some fastballs at us left and right, they're throwing changes that could impact us as a people. Doesn't matter what kind of ball it was, Hank Aaron learned how to hit whatever came his way. And so I believe that there's a praise break in there for us that we got to keep swinging at it. And we can praise God that he has given us the ability and good eyesight. Keep swinging at it. I pray that was for somebody. Let's get into this. Pastor has now moved us for this Black History Month into uh, Freedom Ain't Free series out of Exodus. And we will also be utilizing Exodus for our Bible study on Wednesday. So we will be going through 
the book of Exodus giving us extra learning, insight, uh, everything that's going to be taught uh, between he and myself uh, on the book of Exodus. So he's kind of getting us started with the word uh, here. And he preached out of Exodus 1, uh, ex Exodus chapter 1, verses 6 through 20. Today, I want to focus on three verses from that text that we can walk into this week, praying that you all can walk with me. Uh, Exodus chapter 1, beginning at the 10th verse, says this. We must make a plan to keep them from growing even more. If we don't, and if war breaks out, they will join our enemies and fight against us. They will escape from the country. Verse 11, so the Egyptians made the Israelites their slaves. They appointed a brutal slave drivers over them, hoping to wear them down with crushing labor. They forced them to build the cities of Python and Ramesses as supply centers for the king. Verse 12, but the more the Egyptians oppressed them, the more the Israelites multiplied and spread, and the more alarmed the Egyptians became. That is Exodus chapter 1, just those three verses, 10 through 12. And I'd like to talk to you this day with this subject in mind to think about this week, week at the knees, week at the knees. Uh, and if I could co-tag that to help somebody along who might not be getting it is, uh, I'd co-tag it, mistaking the chains for weakness. Um, there was a song written in the, in the 70s or maybe late 60s by Steve Arrington, and the song was called aptly weak at the knees. I know some of y'all, if you if you know about the song, you might have grooved to it or danced with it a little bit. You ain't been in church your whole life. You know about the song weak at the knees. Well, anyway, that song, in that song, uh, the, the lyrics are meant to, to suggest that a person will show up and when you see them, you'll be vulnerable, so vulnerable when you see them that you will tremble at fear, your knees will become weak, and and you can and they can do whatever they want to you. Uh, let me give you a few lyrics of the song. It says, come along, we're going to jam. Come along, would you let me hold your hand? Come along, it would be so nice. I'll make you feel like you never had in your life. That song, Weak at the Knees by Steve Arrington, was a big hit of the 70s. I mean, you love the groove. If you know the groove, We've heard the groove in other hip hop songs. So if you, I know somebody probably know the original, but we also know it in the new age culture because it was used, the beat was used in so many rap songs. But this is not just a song I want to share with you today. It's also reality because if you think about it, it's the devil's plan to make us view this song or this phrase as a reality weak at the knees. The fact that he can make you weak uh, at the knees can, can, can put us in a frame of fear when you think about somebody who has the power to put you in a moment of weakness that you're so afraid that they can do whatever with you. But I plan to walk you into this week, opening your eyes to a different growth. And although the enemy shows up 
just like that song, just like that person in this text, the same as how he showed up to our ancestors, and that is to, to make them weak at the knees. Yes, the weak at the knees. And even on some of the battlefronts that we still fight today, the devil's design is still to make us weak at the knees. So there's a couple that I want to go through with these verses with you today that I pray that'll help you. This might be more not of a shouting message, but maybe just a, a word to help propel you and push you into this week. Two ways within this text that we notice right away that is the enemy's plan in this text. In this text, it suggests it is Pharaoh, the new king. First is to stop your growth. Yeah, yeah, it's the enemy's plan to stop you from growing. If he can keep you small, if he can keep you an infant, if he can keep you uh, uh, where you are, if he can keep you from being born even, then he's got you exactly, or birthing anything that can be birthed through you. It's a threat. What, what can you birth? You can birth a dream, a vision, a, a, a business. Those are things that God can birth through you. But it's the enemy's job. If he gets you weak at the knees, nothing can be born. And so verse eight, it begins with eventually a new king came to power in Egypt who knew nothing about Joseph or what he had done. A new king. So there's a new king in this text that suggests all those things that Joseph knew about God and all those ways that he led. There was eventually a king that didn't care nothing about God. This is a man who was influenced by the enemy. And after that, he suggests that, that you kill the babies, the boys, the men were to be killed. Because what you can give birth to is always going to be a threat. Yeah, yeah, the devil knows that if you belong to God, you have the power to birth nothing but greatness. Whew. You have the power to birth nothing. This is why many of us are successful without even trying. Because God has put so much favor on you. And you know, that favor goes back to Joseph because Joseph had that kind of favor with the Lord. Everything he did, God was with him because he had the ability to birth from in him because of who he was. And I said, listen, you're just like that. You are just like that. I am just like that. Everything that God gives us to do when we trust him and we are not fearful from the enemy, he allows us to, to, to birth new, new things. But the enemy's job is to stop our growth. He wants to kill you, kill your dreams, kill your hopes, kill your future. He wants to kill, stop you from growing. That's the first thing that we see in the text. In the text. The second thing we see out of verse 11 is, is if he can't kill you, then the next thing he wants to do is just weaken you. Yeah, it says in that verse 11 that the Israelites were slaves. They had appointed brutal slave drivers over them and they hoped to wear them down with crushing labor. They forced them to build. The enemy definitely wants to keep a people weak. And we know that it didn't just stop with the children of, of Israel. 
He didn't just stop with them. We know that we have ancestors who who were slaved and made to to be to to serve and to be weakened because of what the slave masters did. We know that. But if there's anything that brings us to a shout today, it's that that last verse. It's that verse 12. That says, but the more the Egyptians oppress them, the more the Israelites multiply and spread, and the more the Egyptians became alarmed. First thing we need to understand is that conjunction junction, what's your function? That word but means everything about what the enemy was doing in the previous verses is nullified by this last verse that says that the more they were oppressed, the more they grew. In other words, the more they were oppressed, the more they got blessed. There's a, there's a shout in that, if you're looking for one, that the more the enemy tried to do what he did to those people, those God's folk, the more he tried to do it, the more blessed they became, the bigger they became, the more they were able to outnumber their enemies. And I declare that that is still happening today. Although they have oppressed us in many ways, look at us today, still standing, still working, still moving. Yeah, we're still climbing. We may not have gotten to where we want to be, but we thank God that we're not nowhere where we used to be as a people. Look at the enemy's plan. Uh, said it clearly in John chapter 10 and 10. It says, the thief cometh not but to steal, heal, and destroy. We know why the thief has come. We know that he wants to make us weak at the knees. But I'm glad about that part B of John 10, 10 that says, when Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. Yeah, yeah. You'll never be weak at your knees if you're conditioned from your knees. Oh, let me close with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll never be weak at your knees if you're conditioned from your knees. We worship the one who gives life, which means when we are on our knees, it's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign that summons strength. Is there anybody here that knows? When we get on our knees, it's not a sign that we have given in. It's not a sign that we are giving up. It's not a sign that we can't do it anymore. It's not a sign that we're even weak even. It's actually a symbol of strength. I'm stronger on my knees praying to the one who can deliver me than I am standing up tall in the midst of a storm. I can get down on my knees and be stronger. You know, in the movie, in the uh, series, the TV series, Game of Thrones, they developed this word that was used in those olden days called bend the knee. What it meant was that if there is a, a, a king or a ruler, it was an act of submission. If a person came before that king and they bowed down in recognition of his authority and they would bend the knee, demonstrating that I, I, I feel like you are above me and now I submit to you. 
And too many of us are allowing the devil to make us weak at the knees, which doesn't is not the same as us fighting a battle from our knees. And so we have to learn, family, how to fight from our knees. And we don't have to be weak at the knees. We are strong from our knees. And I'm also reminded of, of a video clip I saw recently about the strength from your knees. There was a, 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 a golfer who challenged Tiger Woods to see who can hit the longest ball. So he gets out there and Tiger lets him go first. Whew. Tiger says, I, I want to see how far you can hit it. And this guy is looking real braggadocious. I know Joe will give you the video a little bit later and you'll be able to see this, but I want you to see it. This guy is confident that he can drive this thing as far uh, farther than Tiger Woods and he's got game, right? So he gets out and he hits it. Tiger looks at him and says, yeah, that's a good ball. What Tiger does next is a symbolic shout for anybody who is a believer who knows that God can make us stronger from our knees. Tiger puts the ball on the tee, gets down on his knees with his club, and when he hits this ball, he actually hits it farther than the guy who was standing upright. And I don't know who needs to hear this symbolism of these two to understand that Tiger is conditioned from all angles. Whew. Conditioned in how he goes about doing what he does because he's gifted in his abilities. And all I want to tell somebody as I come to a close that he wasn't weak by being on his knees. He was actually just as strong because he learned that I can be just as strong on my knees as I can be standing upright. And I want to tell somebody who needs to, to call upon the Lord in the midnight of your situation. Somebody who's in trouble that needs to call upon the Lord. Somebody on their bed of affliction that needs to call upon the Lord. Somebody who's been trying everything else in this world to feel peace, but they can't find peace anywhere. If you get down on your knees, God will make you stronger than you've ever been. And I declare, you don't have to be weak at your knees when God can make you strong from your knees. I'll close with this. One of my all-time favorite movies Give me another visual. It is the visual in the movie Superman 2. Superman 2 uh, uh, is one of my favorites, and I've used him on Emmanuel everywhere before, but I don't think I used this particular scene. Superman loses his powers, loses his powers, and all throughout the movie, all General Zod, the enemy, wants him to do is kneel before Zod. All he wants him to do, kneel before Zod. All throughout the movie, Superman, kneel before Zod. Anyway, Superman loses his powers, and he goes, and it looks like uh, he's cornered. And the machine that causes him to lose his powers actually also has the power to give him his powers back. Superman, at the end of this scene, looks like he has lost all of his power, comes out, and he actually begins to kneel before Zod. He kneels before Zod, and Zod's thinking because Superman has lost his power, there's nothing he's going to be able to do but kneel before me. I got him where I want him. But what little did Zod know is that although he kneeled and when he took his hand, he was actually Superman 
all over again. And let me close with this. We know one who looked weak hanging out on an old rugged cross. He looked weak as they pierced him in his side. He looked weak as they whipped him with the cat of nine tails. But does anybody know that our shout is that our Superman wasn't weak in the knees. Our Superman was weak from his knees, was strong from his knees because he prayed the prayer, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He prayed a prayer of forgiveness, even in the midst of them, what looked like bringing them, bringing him to his knees. He prayed to forgive them and he got up with all power in his hand. And so that anytime I call upon him from my knees, he'll give us strength for all eternity. That's good news for somebody. We don't have to be weak at our knees when we can be strong from our knees. Let me go to the, to the chat. All power. Amen. I see my sister Lynette saw the video. Yes, I know she is a golf enthusiast. Amen. We don't have to be weak at the knees. Well, I pray that you guys go into this week uh, being reminded of the, our growth. Uh, this growth in prayer is an ongoing thing. You know, sometimes we we forget that we're strong on our knees. We forget and we allow ourselves to succumb to what the enemy has thought. But imagine if the Israelites in this text had kept letting what Pharaoh was doing to them stop them, stop their growth. The Bible says that no, no matter how much more they were oppressed, the more they multiply. They got bigger. They grew in spite of what happened to them. So shall you. No matter what has happened to us in the past, no matter what's to come, we're going to continue to grow because nothing that the enemy has done to us is going to keep us. We are not weak at the knees. We're strong from our knees. What I want to do right now uh, is offer a word of prayer. I know we have our Wednesday Bible study coming up, but there were some prayer requests from a previous post, and I want to make sure I get to those uh, so that we can pray for those. Let me see if I can find them real fast. Uh, we're praying for some illnesses that are there, uh, some people who've been ill. Go to that prayer request. Uh, let's see. Trying to find it. Okay, I got it. I got it. All right. We're praying for growth. Uh, we're praying for Sister Berglund lost a father uh, in laying her father to rest. Amen. Condolences there. Praying for Sister Robinson's grandchildren. Sister Poole. Family's having a double funeral. Lord have mercy. We're praying for Sister Poole and her family. And Sister Ratchford always asking for prayer, of course. Well, we want to pray for that and pray for those who are ill, pray for those who are, are in the middle of this storm that God will continue to keep us all. And so let's go to the Lord in prayer and just pray and close out that way. God in heaven, we thank you, God, that we can get down on our knees right now. 
and be more stronger than any enemy could ever come against us. He hasn't made us afraid where we can't get down on our knees. He hasn't made us tremble to the point that we're weak at our knees. We realize that as we come to you right now, we are strong. You told us we are more than conquerors. So God, I thank you for all those who heard this, all those who will walk into this week believing this. And God, I pray that you would continue to grow us as you would grow, only you could grow us. God, we lift up those special prayer requests that were spoken. Uh, from those who are seeking growth, God, we pray that you would continue to grow them in every area and aspect of their life. God, we pray for those in the midst of bereavement, uh, Sister Rachel Berglund and also Sister Marsha, who have lost family members. God, we realize that they're not alone. There are so many others who have lost family members recently, and some of us still dealing with grief, grief that we've lost family members long ago. God, we pray that you would send your comfort as only you can, that you would continue to rock them in your bosom and let them know they are loved by you. And that to be absent from the body is to be present with you. Continue to send your comfort is our prayer. God, we pray for all those who are sick right now. We have members right now dealing with the midst of COVID and other illnesses. God, we pray that you would touch and you would heal. Move as only you can. Make them a miracle is our prayer that we might give you a, a praise and that they might give you a praise to say, I was down, but I'm not out. I was sick, but now I'm well. I was lost, but now I'm found. God, we pray that you would give them a testimony that they can shout and give your name the glory for. God, we lift up all those other special prayer requests that may not have been uh, spoken, but certainly you know. Move as only you can. And God, as you're watering the soil around us, God, we pray that you would uh, uh, keep our homes and keep our family and loved ones, wherever they may be, is our prayer in the midst of this storm. God, we thank you. We realize that this storm has only come so that the earth can grow. And so, God, we pray that you would continue to keep doing your job because then we know you do it like none other. So, God, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this night. And we give your name the praise. God, we pray that if someone doesn't know you in the parting of their sins today, that they will come saying, what must I do to be saved? And God, we can give them the answer. Confess with their mouth and believe in their heart the Lord Jesus. They can be saved. It's as simple as that. So God, we thank you and we bless you this night. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everyone. God bless y'all and we'll see you in Bible study. I'll be posting it again just as a reminder along with our link. And uh, happy Black History Month to everyone. And that you'll be hearing more from us uh, as we go forward. God bless y'all. Love you. Mm -hmm.